crazy about it actually i didn't like it at all i'm talking about main event segment last segment city the the big story for the bottom line basically this thing here of monday night raw i'll get into that here also paul Heyman being the advocate for ronda rousey taz what do you think of this oh i'll tell you that uh hello i'm taz welcome to the taz show episode 601 Thank you, everybody, who's downloading this, either at radio.com, on the app, or on the website, or at tashow.com, or Apple Podcasts. Very much appreciated. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hope everybody's doing great. And um, I'll get into everything, uh, what uh, what happened, what Strowman, the Shield, Roman, the Ziggler, the McIntyre, the whole nine. I'll get into that, my thoughts and opinions on that. Uh, first, I want to thank, uh, uh, you know, all the fans and all the people who downloaded episode 600 which was the first ever Taz Hall meeting, playoff of a town hall meeting. Basically, some of the great fans of yours truly and supporters at the radio, at the, I'm sorry, uh, facebook.com slash the Taz show uh, popped up with a bunch of questions over the weekend, and I hit that shit up and banged out, a, put that in episode 600, 600. So I got a bunch of downloads, and it's very much appreciated. So thank you, thank you, thank you, all of you, and a special thank you to all the folks who were part of that special little video video fan uh, congratulatory deal towards me and towards uh, episode 600. Thank you, guys. That was so kind. And uh, Chan Man put this thing together along with Lean Mean, who did all the video work on it and lower thirds and all that fancy shit. So thank you, Chan Man. Thank you, Lean Mean. You know, I love you guys. And there were several uh, awesome people that were part of this uh, from uh, from Cassandra, Tamiya Wu, uh, Chef Mike, uh, in his kitchen with um, kind of hacking off Taz's kitchen. Did a little pretty little bit, and it was funny. With all of his uh, his jobber chefs and shoe chefs and fucking waiters, and they bust out a happy uh, 600 cake, and it wasn't orange and black, Chef Mike. Why? Why was the cake not orange and black with the fucking yellow balloons? You gave me a basic cake. Disappointed. Disappointed in you, Chef Mike. I'm kidding quasi but it's okay don't make another cake i'm busting your balls stop uh who else jen thank you for for the, the beautiful comments you made in the video patrick palm tree jones palm trees all around him uh the kingsman ah the Kingsman's my man i love the kingsman noah howell you know uh, referee jones he got bumped fucking got clotheslined right in the video it was great thank you noah pete gas from the mean street passe you guys know him andrew thank you thank you thank you um pete gas yeah uh he was in i was surprised to see that it was very nice he's been on the show before you guys remember pete gas so he's a good dude so thank you uh everybody who put that together that's really kind and i never thought in a zillion years like something like that would happen for yours truly that i nevertheless got to 500 now i'm at 600 episodes so it was not easy and <laughs> and i didn't do it alone i had a lot of help and the one guy who helped from day one was uh, Seth, the KFJ from from Jump Street, from the Human Podcast Machine. So thank you to Seth 
and uh, all he's done on air or behind the scenes with and for the Taz show. Um, Crying Brian, who still produces the show for yours truly and from the beginning been part of the show. So, Brian, as usual, you're the man. And all the producers, you know, from the captain to uh, Redbeard Jones, Dennis Jones, to uh, Big Robbie Jones, Big Robbie, Rosenhaus, who I see at CBS Sports Radio sometimes, Anthony. Uh, Anthony's the man. Went from Call Street and graduated up to videographer. Uh, he's the man. Love Ant, Big Ant, Crazy Deep Voice Ant. Um, I'm missing some other producers, but um, I'm just drawing a blank right now. Oh, obviously, Video Brian, uh, who did so much video for the show for a long time. Pat, uh, I remember you guys remember Pat McGroin. Uh, Pat McGroin, yeah, he's uh, yeah, he he was the best. What we got, Pat did a lot of shit with the show, so it was nice. So everybody, all the jobbers involved, thank you, thank you, thank you. I might have missed a few here and there, but you know, uh, hopefully I don't piss anyone off. But that's the way this goes. Sometimes you piss people off, but. I never thought that it would go down, man. I never thought it would go down like this. I didn't don't know that I would get to the point of, I don't know, that that I'm able to have this many episodes. Uh, I'm proud. I'm very proud of it. And it's, um, <laughs> I just didn't think it would happen. Um, uh, I never even thought, well, I never even fathomed it. Uh, you know, when I was trying to just get rolling with the human podcast machine, that was hard enough. I mean, and like I said, I had a lot of help, and Seth was the one that was in there with me, and we were grinding So um, uh, from the beginning. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody, and and I'm not stopping anytime soon. I mean, I'm, I'm fucking rolling here. I'm giving you three a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday usually, um, busting my ass, kicking ass, taking names, no days off, Daily Show Jones, CBS Sports Radio, Taz and the Moves every friggin' morning, okay, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern. Come on kidding me podcast all over the place busting my ass you know that but uh but i do it for for everyone i do because i love you all you know that but thank you everybody seriously um and i'll get into talking about this whole stuff with braun Strowman and the shield and ziggler and mcintyre uh from monday night raw in a second guys but everyone knows the risk of driving drunk you could get in a crash people could get hurt or killed but let's take a moment to look at some surprising statistics, okay, guys? Almost 29 people in the United States die every day in alcohol-impaired vehicle crashes. That's one person every 50 minutes. How alarming is that? One person in every 50 minutes. Even though drunk driving fatalities have fallen by a third in the last three decades, drunk driving crashes still claim more than 10,000 lives each year. Drunk driving can have a big impact on your wallet too, guys. Okay, you can get arrested, incur huge, huge legal expenses. You could possibly even lose your job. Your career could be gone. That simple, that quick. So, uh, you know, what what can you do to prevent drunk driving? Well, plan a safe ride home before you start drinking. Designate a sober driver or call a taxi. If someone you know has been drinking, take their keys and arrange for them to get a sober ride home. We all know the consequences of driving drunk, but one thing's for sure. You're wrong if you think it's no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. Okay, so now as far as raw, all right. So here's the thing. I was a little confused. I got to be honest. Um, I'm still a little confused. Now, I, I I have to, and I usually give the benefit of the doubt to booking and creativity and the way things are booked it's usually uh you know beauty's in the eye of the beholder you know you might like chocolate i might like strawberry i mean everybody's different 
So you're not always going to, my point in saying all that is you're not always going to love the creative writings of any wrestling company or any sitcom or TV show or movie. I mean, everything's an acquired taste at the end of the day, right? But some things to me, like when they jump out and they don't, like they don't make a ton of sense of what happened, like let's say in the past couple of weeks, like at SummerSlam, towards the end of SummerSlam, going into last night's Raw, I'm like, oh, I'm scratching my head. Like, come on, what are we doing? That's just not a good move. And <laughs> what am I getting at is this. So when Raw kicks off last night, they have Roman Reigns comes out with the Universal title. I think that's great. No problem. He starts a lot of Raws. He's the Universal champ. No problem. He's the, he's the head honcho. He's the man. I got it. I'm down. No problem. I've been an advocate putting him over. I like Roman. I got nothing against Roman. I'm the guy who said he's over, and he is over. I like him. I like what WWE does him for the most part. Um, I'm not bitching that he came out to start the show. No problem whatsoever. Now this is where things go a little south. So Braun Strowman comes out, and he comes out to his music. He's got the Money in the Bank briefcase, and he's walking down a ring, big and bad, you know, gets in the ring. Uh, he, Braun and Roman are face-to-face talking to each other, angry. And I'm, like, like watching this. I'm like, why? <laughs> I don't know what, what's happening. Why isn't Braun either coming out to his music, stomping down that ring, and getting in the ring and going right after Roman to rip his head off? Or why is there even music, maybe just have him come out with no music, or how about having to come from behind to attack Roman with no music through the audience and just jump Roman and beat the holy daylights out of him because this is the same guy, Braun Strowman, who got his ass whooped by the shield, and one of the guys in the shield is Braun, is Roman Reigns, and if you didn't know it, he's got a brand new fucking shield t-shirt on. <laughs> so I don't understand what, like, I'm like, why, what are we doing? What? Like, so once I saw that going down, it was a little bit of a head scratcher. Like, well, wait a minute. Why? I mean, WWE and, and Vince and Triple H, Stephanie, these are very intelligent people. They know the frigging business, like the back of their hand. What, what's going on here? Like, why is he not doing anything? So then later on, if you fast forward three hours and then you see, you know, towards the end of the deal or whatever, and you see what happens where basically Braun Strowman, well, what ends up happening, Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns tagged up against Ziggler and McIntyre, Drew McIntyre. And they basically, Braun says to, in the first segment, says, well, let me back up. This is the other thing that made me like another head scratcher. Like, I'm like, okay, wait. So you're not going to have Braun come out and beat up Roman and get a receipt for what he did, fucking got his ass kicked last week by the Shield. Now, you're even going to have Roman, I'm paraphrasing, say, okay, you know what, dude? Dude, let's do this. Let's fight right now. Let's, put, let's have our match for the title right now, right here in Toronto. Place pops. Why wouldn't they? Then you have Braun, the babyface, say, ah, no, 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 no. Not so fast, amigo. No, 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 no. We're not doing that here. We're gonna do that, and you know, at the at the you know, I'm gonna care. We'll do the Money in the Bank match contract at Hell in a Cell. We'll do it in a cell on September Schneebus Fernum, whatever the hell it is. I'm like, what? The big killer baby face? You having him saying no? I don't want to fight you now. If they're just at SummerSlam, which felt like yesterday, he said to Brock and Bro- and, and Roman, "I cash shit in. I don't wait for people to be beaten up. I I do stuff face to face." 
What are we doing? I'm a little surprised here. What are we doing? I was very like, what? It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. And then in that first segment, you have Ziggler and McIntyre come out. And next thing you know, they morph it into a tag match, as I stated. Roman Reigns and Braun versus Ziggler and McIntyre. Now, technically, Roman, the universal champ, and Braun defeated McIntyre and Ziggler. Okay, via disqualification. But that's not the story. Story was Braun turned on Roman because once Roman was getting the heat put on him and then he goes to tag Braun, Braun comes in, or doesn't even come in. He just lets Roman get his ass kicked. And then eventually Braun comes in and beats up. No one expected it. It was a little nice pause. It was good facial expressions by Braun. And next thing you know, then Braun just attacks Roman and now the three heels, the newest heel, the big one, Braun, along with Ziggler and McIntyre, beating up Roman. Here comes Dean Ambrose, plays Pops, one member of the Shield. He gets his ass kicked. Here comes, you know, Seth Rollins with his music, plays Pops. He gets his ass kicked. Now, kicked. So now the Shield is laid out by Ziggler, McIntyre, and Braun. Last shot, Braun holds up the arms, the hands of Ziggler and McIntyre. Wow. I was just... I'm just surprised on a lot of levels here with this. I have to be honest with you, and this is what I want to talk about. So <laughs> I had to set the table for you first if you didn't see it. Even if you did see it, I had to set the table the way I would set the table, and I just set the fucking table. Now, so, um, okay, I, this is my opinion. What's the most important thing with the six men to WWE? In my opinion, it's not Ziggler and McIntyre getting a rub from Braun, because Braun's more over than them, let's be honest. It's not that Braun now will be a heel. He is a heel now, but not that because it's the most important thing that Braun is rubbing up against two good heels that are known as heels now and Ziggler and McIntyre. No, it's not that. The main, the main point of doing all this and basically turning Braun is to get the shield over it's to really push the shield again they got nice new t-shirts and all this stuff and everything and that's not why they're pushing they're pushing because they feel there's money in them and they're great those three guys together are a great unit it's awesome um will braun become the universal champion uh in the south yeah he probably will Uh, he probably will because you know you don't need roman with that title especially if he's with the shield you don't need it and Braun, I guess, as a heel champion, will be better than a babyface champion. I disagree with doing it now, though, <laughs> because what got Braun over was what he's been doing to this point. And once he gets to that holy grail, he stops doing it before he gets his hands on a holy grail. Now, holy grail is the, is the universal title. It just, if they, you know, I, I don't I just don't think you should have turned there, but I they know their story arc. They know where they're going. I don't mean creative in WWE, you know. So I I it's that's that's why it's tough and I predicting stuff or doing a prediction show, and I've done a lot of them, but it's hard because it's it's like I always say, it's like predicting the end of a movie. You don't know the end of the movie. You don't know it unless you got a rat or a stooge that, that works for WWE that tells you what they're gonna do. And a lot of reporters or journalists do that in wrestling. I don't do that shit. I don't I just talk about my how I feel from my gut. Um, so 
I just don't understand. I don't understand, like, why have obviously plans changed with Braun? They changed, I think, after SummerSlam because that was funky. What they had, what they had Braun say to Brock and to to Roman before that main event uh, in Brooklyn was odd. Because he said, I do things face-to-face, blah, 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 blah. I don't wait till you're knocked out, yada, yada, yada. And then he kind of lied. And I said that in my post-game, my special that I did. I talked about that. It was a little bit perplexing that he said that, Bron. Baby faces shouldn't lie. Like, I've talked about that before. Baby faces, you should never have them lie. And then the next night, we figure he's going to cash in. I even predicted that. He'll cash the shit in. And he's going to beat Roman and, at the, and, and be the champ on, you know, he'll do that raw. It was about to happen, and then the Shield reunited and beat him up and put him through the announce table, and which brought us to, to you know this past Monday night. So he still, he, Braun, still does not have, he still didn't, I guess, cash it in. He's still not the universal champion. Uh, now they're doing the Money in the Bank match as an advertised match. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's ever been done before. It might have. I haven't. I could have called it for all I know. I don't remember. Um, it's kind of that kind of, and that's the other thing. It kind of, if you think about it, you got a guy who has the money in the bank, and if you're really doing your story arc right, well, then what, doesn't that kill the whole concept behind money in the bank? I mean, the concept behind money in bank is the spontaneous the spontaneousness of it, that this man or woman, whoever has the money in the bank, can cash this shit in out of nowhere at any time, and that builds that sense of urgency, that excitement, the spontaneity, and all that shit, and that's gone now. Because now you got a match that, you know, these guys are going to work against each other. Hell in a cell, blah, 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 money in a bank match. Braun, Roman, Universal title, got it. It, So that's where it's a little bit confusing for me. You know, like, I don't understand. I think their story arc changed. I think something's changed, whatever. I don't know the reason why. I'm sure they have a legitimate reason why. I'm sure if anybody from WWE that's in the know with the storylines and all that stuff might be thinking, ah, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, you're right. How would I know? I'm not there. I'm not in a meeting. I don't fucking, how would I know? I'm just, I just know what I'm seeing. And I know that stuff stopped being consistent. That's to me a problem. Meaning with Braun, you know, on the Roman side of things, there's nothing wrong. He beat, <laughs> he beat uh, Brock. He's a universal champ. His boys came out and helped him last week. He, ha- he really hasn't lied. He hasn't done anything wrong. The character I'm talking about. Braun, different story. That poor guy, I don't know what it's like behind the scenes, but this looks like things are changing week to week for him. Now, I do think he'll end up being the universal champion, meaning Braun. I do. Because, you know, Roman doesn't need it. And you can have Roman with the shield. With two other guys. So it's a little, you know, a little confusing. You know, it's just, it, it, it's just what's confusing to me is how things changed over two weeks. And I, I just think that's bad. And 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 the top of all of the cherry on the cake, it's like Braun is one of your most over baby faces. And I believe in turning guys when they really get over. I wouldn't turn them until I wouldn't turn them now, though. But you have a guy who's really loved, and you turn him in a weird way against and I know why you turn him on Roman, because you want people to like Roman which WWE's been trying to do for a long time is to get people like Roman. So you're using bronze overness to, you know, swerve Roman, which maybe in essence will get people 
to like Roman and and shit on Braun. I got news for you. I think the people are going to do half of that. <laughs> they're going to shit on Braun as a heel. That'll work. But they're not going to, I don't think they're going to cheer, you know, they're going to cheer Roman. It's not that he's not over because I'll say it to my grave. He's over. I mean, shit, you got guys in the front row in Toronto at Raw. A guy had a shirt that says Roman sucks. I mean, I don't know if he had that printed up on his own or if they're selling that shit somewhere. I don't know. But I was like, wow, that's right in the front row. I mean, there you go. I mean, if you if you, if people backstage can't see, I mean, just not that that one guy exemplifies what all the fans do, but they get it. They understand that Roman's a polarizing guy and his gimmick, you know, who he is, and they they love that and they're running with. It. They should. That's smart business. But the bronze stuff, man, that's a little that's a little funky for me. It's a little kabuki-ish. I got to be honest. It's just I don't. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't be doing what they're doing here. I really, I, I just wouldn't be doing this now. I have no problem with him being a big killer heel universal champ. Just don't do it now. I have no problem with it. I just wouldn't do it now. But you know what? Who knows? You could fast forward three weeks and this could be great. This guy will be a killer heel champ, Braun, and 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 this will be a moot point. But you got to live in a now. And in a now, meaning, you know, this past Monday, last Monday, and SummerSlam, there's no consistency there with you, the way you're dealing with Braun. From a creative perspective, that's my professional opinion. Not a fan um, of how that was handled at all, at all. So that's uh, that's my dealio on it. Um, hey guys, if you or someone you know is concerned about a veteran, please call the Veterans Crisis Line. Confidential support is available twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, three hundred sixty five days a year for veterans and their families. Um, just simply dial eight hundred two seven three. 8255 and press the number one, or you can use the online chat function on uh, at uh, veteranscrisisline.net or text 838255. The Veterans Crisis Line is available to all veterans, even those not enrolled in VA healthcare. Guys, uh, please visit veteranscrisisline.net to learn. Uh, more about how to recognize signs of crisis, warning signs of suicide, and how to respond to a veteran loved one in crisis. Again, 800-273-8255. Press the number one, or you can use the online chat function at veteranscrisisline.net or text 838-255. So uh, there you have it. Um, all right, so... Uh, we guess we're gonna rock and roll into the break here, and uh, what we're gonna do is outside of break. We're guess what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about a question that I've been like, you know, asked about a good amount here. Well, Taz, what is your opinion? Should Paul Heyman be the advocate for Ronda Rousey? Well, we'll talk to you about that when I come back. Taz, show sit tight. Back here on the Taz Show. Uh, I hope you like my perspective on the front end of this bitch. Talking about uh, Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. Comments that'll probably keep me directly out of the whole fame, but that's a whole nother story. Um, just gotta keep it real out here. Gotta spit the truth, as the kids are saying. Paul Heyman. 
reports are he's staying within the WWE. Even though Brock Lesnar, Brock Le- take three, Brock Lesnar. Let's try. Even though Brock Lesnar is, uh, I guess, Gonski, um, Paul's staying with the company, which is great. Uh, good move by WWE. I mean, why would you not keep arguably the best uh, talker in the game? Uh, in the game. And the, um, you know, uh, probably the one of the more creative minds in, I don't know how many years, how many decades from a creative perspective in Paul Heyman, who stays on the cusp of things. So why would you let him somehow, some way uh, be gone? You wouldn't. So you kind of want to keep him in the house. Now, so a lot of folks were asking me, hey, uh, I was getting stuff either on Facebook. I was getting some stuff. I uh, Where was it? Twitter. Um, some personal private friends saying, hey, do you think that it would be a good deal if Paul Heyman was the advocate, or as I call, a manager? Paul hates that, but I like saying manager. For uh, Ronda Rousey, do you think this would work? Um, well, I say, yeah, it would work. Paul could obviously do it with his eyes closed, and, uh, you know, Rhonda could use that for sure because she's obviously still working her promo skills. I mean, they're, they're not horrible, but that's probably, you know, something she needs to keep working on. And, and she is. She's getting better and better at it. That just takes time. You can't expect someone just to come in at the highest level and to be a great promo person. It's very difficult to do. So, I mean, Rhonda's working at it, and, you know, she's doing a good job. Now, do I think now can it work? Yes, it can work. Do I think they should do it? Absolutely not. No way. No, sir, no ma'am. I would not have Heyman representing or be the advocate or manager, whatever the hell you want to call it, mouthpiece, whatever, for Ronda Rousey. No way. Uh-uh. I wouldn't. Um Okay, a couple of reasons. It's low hanging fruit. It is. It's low hanging fruit. And I don't think you want to do something that's low-hanging fruit. So what does that mean? That means it's a layup. It's a layup because, you know, Brock's gone. UFC, MMA, background, Brock. UFC, MMA, background, history, championships, all this, you know, for for Ronda. That's the reason. That's the low-hanging fruit that you shouldn't, why you shouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I mean, especially not now, maybe down the road. I wouldn't do it because you are going to, every time, this is the key here. Now, this will be hacked by someone. Now, you have Paul be the advocate for Ronda Rousey. When they see Ronda and Paul, who are they going to think about? Brock. Fans. When I say they, they're going to think they, fans, you people, us, the fan base, we're going to think of Brock Lesnar. Now, you say, well, you could say that, well, what if, you know, let's just say, Taz, Paul Heyman was managing or advocate for Elias. Would you think of Brock then? What if Paul Heyman was the advocate for, you know, Jinder Mahal? Would you think of Brock then? Huh. What if Paul Heyman was the was the advocate for Finn Balor? Would you would you would you think of Brock Lesnar then? Eh, maybe a little bit, because it's Paul and and him and Brock have been uh, an item together as a team for for uh, you know. A lot of years on TV, but I'll tell you this much. If Paul Heyman is the advocate, mouthpiece, manager for two people, I'm going to think about Brock a lot. And those two people, (laughs) Bobby Lashley 
and Ronda Rousey. I would not do it. No, sir. No, no, no. I would not do it at all. I wouldn't. I would not do it. I'd rather see Ronda alone like she's doing now. Um, I just don't. And it's nothing against Brock. I love Brock. I mean, personally, I uh, love him. I know him I, for years, as you guys know. But I, I have nothing against the man at all. It's not that. Not that I want no one. Want, but he's not in the company. What do you want people thinking about Brock for? What, you know, why do you want the comparisons made? Was the MMA background of Lashley? Nevertheless, UFC history and the parallels or whatever for you know uh, Ronda and Brock, and now you got Heyman there. I just I, to me, it's it's that low hanging fruit that you don't want. I wouldn't do it. Will WWE do this? Yeah, probably. They probably will. Um, they probably will because it's a layup. It's it's a layup, uh, and I I wouldn't do it. And I gave you my reasons why I wouldn't do it. I I think that I would force creative team to be more creative. Um, I don't think there's just to have. It's just it just feels like you know. The, I'm talking on character here, that Paul Heyman would just shift his his mind, his the character over from Brock to Ronda. Yeah, he can do it with no problem. You know, he's more than talented enough. We know that, but it just seems like. Uh, it's like the easy route and, and I, I that doesn't mean it's bad i'm not saying i'm right i'm telling you what i would do and what i wouldn't do what i wouldn't do is i would not put paul with her meaning ronda i wouldn't do it and i wouldn't put him with bobby either now let's say bobby and brock were in an angle and uh you have paul swerve brock uh, screw him over and fuck him over and then now he's managing lashley well that's a different story well that's not gonna happen now obviously but that's a different story that's what happened years ago where bill alfonso and ecw managed me and then at Bally league at the end of it bill alfonso the character screwed me over and 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 was managing you know van damme and sabu and like out of nowhere you know so that that's that's fine um, especially when the manager fucks over the talent, but that's that you know that that Brock's gone, right? From less I understand, he's gone, gone. So like you know, I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's needed uh, at all. I, I, like I said, I'd rather keep Ronda um, separate, um, keep a special, and let her keep working on her promo skills. Um, I, I, you know, a lot of people saying she needs, she needs a, a manager. She needs someone to talk for her. She needs this. She needs that. Yeah. Okay. I got it. I, you know, honestly, I, I'm not saying they'll do this because they won't. I understand because the, the, the short history we just saw, I'd almost rather see Kurt Angle manage Ronda Rousey than Paul Heyman. That's my opinion. Uh, I, I think Paul would be a man, better manager, obviously better uh, than, than, than Kurt. I mean, Paul's, you know, his long history of managing talent and doing such an amazing job. But I would almost rather see that than than uh, which they might do, and have Kurt, you know, be that mouthpiece. Have Kurt be with her. Have Kurt be that guy. But we, you know, we've seen a lot of stuff with those two together, which which you can make make sense. Um, now, what do you do with Paul Heyman? Uh, there's a lot you could do with Paul Heyman. You know, there's a, there's a ton you could do with Paul Heyman. You know. Um, you know, I mentioned Elias. Yeah, you could do something with Elias for sure. Um, that would work. I, I don't. I don't think Finn Balor needs that. I wouldn't do nothing with Finn. Um, 
you know, we, we're seeing Kevin Owens being used completely different, like not like we just saw, I think, uh, what was it, Seth Rollins. He, he beat him, and uh, Owens uh, uh, basically quit in frustration the way that happened. You know, I just, I, I would, maybe Kevin Owens, something like that, but Kevin's such a really good talker. That's probably, I'm, again, I'm just spitballing. I'm just thinking out loud here. Um, what, as far as Paul. Um, Jinder, I think, is a very good talker. Uh, and he gets heat with his accent. The way he comes off, he's great. You guys know I'm a fan of him. Um, you know that you could. There's a lot of different things you could do with Paul. Um, like I said, low hanging fruit is Ronda. I wouldn't do it. Um, now, now, now. If you have him manage a female, that's in an angle against Ronda. That I like. Now that I like. If you're doing something like that, now to me, that's some cool shit. Because, you know, you can basically make a girl, uh, you could take a, a female, take a girl, and uh, have her just off the top of my head. Let's just say, just, just, you know, I'm just trying to think of the top. Let's just say it's, uh, let's say it's Alicia Fox. Okay. Now, it won't be Alicia, but let's just say hypothetically. Again, it won't be Alicia. That Paul, that Alicia's in an angle with, with Rhonda, and Rhonda just keeps whooping her ass and beating her. And then all of a sudden, they do an angle, they do something where Paul's the advocate for Alicia. Again, I know they won't do this. I'm just saying. The concept could be that Paul, through what happened with Brock and who's tra- all the training he saw Brock through all the years, he knows every step that a former UFC champion is going to make. He knows every step that Ronda's going to make. He knows every little intricacy that a UFC MMA superstar would think of. Therefore, he can help Alicia Fox. You know, not just take down Ronda Rousey, but beat her. Again, I'm talking in character here. I just use Alicia Fox as an example. Um, it could, you know, I would, I would, if you do that, <clears throat> I would take a. Um, uh, one of the young ladies who are newer, younger star, um, uh, newer, newer talent, I should say, you know, like a Sonya Deville would be good, but I know what she's doing. I mean, different, uh, it's kind of tough to do that with her, um, because with the tag stuff she's doing, I, you know, I, I and the pairing, I, I'm trying to think who would be a good, I mean, uh, you could go, well, you know, you could do, you, I know Oscar's on SmackDown, but you could go Oscar. Oscar in a huge angle. Oh man, I'm booking shit right now. Oh, Nelly. Oscar in an angle. Big angle. You somehow, somewhere you get Oscar just attacks nowhere. She attacks out of nowhere um on Raw <clears throat> and attacks um Ronda Rousey again. I'm pausing because I'm thinking. She attacks Ronda Rousey. Beats the daylights out of her. And then you have Heyman rear his head. where He pops up, just walks through the, the entrance curtain with no music, no nothing, on a mic, laughing, and says one or two lines. And then Oscar leaves with him and Ronda Rousey, her Raw Woman's title. She's beaten up, battered, and down. Now you have a mouthpiece for Oscar and Ronda Rousey is in deep trouble because the advocate Paul Heyman is the advocate for Oscar and he knows every step that Ronda Rousey is going to make 
because of all the years and his doing his homework as an amazing advocate and whatnot and his work with Brock and all he's seen. And, hey, Ronda, you might be the first ever woman to be inducted in the UFC Hall of Fame, and that just happened this past summer. But guess what? You're in deep shit, young lady. Because Oscar is going to kill you. What's that line? Oscar's going to kill you? Well, that's like the gimmick Taz is going to kill you. No, that's the other line. Oscar's going to, yes. I can't remember the line she did in the next time drawing a blank. But that's what I would do and have Paul say that line. Whatever the heck, I'm just trying to blank the line that Oscar used to say. Um, who can stop Oscar? Something like that, right? Wasn't like that. I know you guys are punching your phones or your car radios like, oh, you dumbass, it's this. Sorry. Um, I, I can't remember. I've been hit in the head a lot. But whatever that line is, you get my point. You have Oscar be, have the advocate Paul Heyman. Oh, man, that would be money. Yo, I'm telling you, that's money. That would be money. You got to get her off SmackDown. That's easy. It's a work. They rewrite history all the time. That's very simple. You have her come out, come out of nowhere and shock the world and just attack. And then Paul Heyman pulls some strings, you know, uh, with Stephanie or whatever, whatever you want to do and to somehow to get oscar onto raw it's very simple that's they could do that right because she's on smackdown so man man that's good that's good i don't care what they're doing with oscar right now Mm, that would be good stuff anyway fantasy booking out of nowhere i guess it just came out of nowhere but well this what it is so we'll see we'll see what they do you know they're uh they're always working. You, you know, no matter what you say about WWE, they're grinding. They're putting their time in. Their creative team, everybody, they, they put time in, put on the best show they can. So hopefully they get it right. Because on Raw, with that big storyline thread they had, I don't think they got it right. That's okay. They do a lot of shows, and they get it right on a lot of shows. So. All right, guys. Thank you for downloading this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. And um, you'll get... Uh, Friday, we'll get another show of the Taz Show. That'll be 602. This was 601. All right, guys, I'm Taz. You're not. I appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. My space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top 10. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man. They moving. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at drink just to get away we gotta live it up carolina here to stay i'm hoping i won't